if pain is inevitable, I need to figure out a way to just cope with it just get and through get it. through it. And then eventually I'll be on the other side of it maybe and things will be better, mm-hmm. right? But we're not talking about just coping with pain. We're making the argument here that like pain actually contributes to our flourishing. Welcome to Real FM Rewind, the side where we hit the rewind button to catch up and pause to go a little deeper. Here's Anson, Kara, and Zoe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Real FM Rewind B-Side. My name is Kara, hanging out with Anson and Zoe in the studio on this beautiful summer day. Beautiful right now. It's probably going to storm and hail and all kinds of (laughs) craziness in a few hours. We had like a little mini, I don't know, wind spin up on our street this week. Not like a real tornado, but we like had some snap trees and big old limbs down. It was kind of crazy. So I'm a little bit. no idea. Interesting. Any moment. It has been this really weird like weather pattern lately. It reminds me of what they normally get out in like Colorado or like Florida Uh where you have these like afternoon thunderstorm Mm, kind of things just randomly. Random. It's true. Yeah. I don't mind as much when they come through because then it's cooler afterwards. Yes. So that is the bonus. I'll take that. Yeah. It's my turn for on repeat this week. And my on repeat is Trustful by Pete. Trustful, baby. I'm a big fan of the song, you guys. Yeah. Both the words and the music and the vibe. It's got all the EDM that I love in it. It's a very dancey song. Mm-hmm. I really want my Zumba instructor to like pick this up and, uh-huh. and like make a dance for it. I don't know what the word is. Um, <laughs> where you're trust calling each other. Everyone like, yeah, that. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone I want falls. To uh, yeah. You can all incorporate right. the trust falling left. into it. Actually, that sounds kind of scary now that I think about it. Never mind. It's perfect. <laughs> but I do love this song. This is Pink's ninth studio album. She talks a lot about just the struggle of being human. The album itself is called Trust Fall. So this is the title track. And she says, in order to be a human in this world today, it requires a lot of trust, like just dropping your kids off at school and participating Mm. in elections, having an opinion. All of these things requires trust. And she said, Trust Fall is sort of about two things. I feel like we're falling backwards right now and the ground is uncertain, but it's also that freedom and letting go, trusting and having faith that it's it's going to be okay in the end. So the song starts off, picture a place where it all doesn't hurt, where everything's safe and it doesn't get worse. And would that be enough? Are we running out of time? Are we hiding from the lights? Are we too scared to fight for what we want tonight? A lot of times I feel like in my life, I feel like I need to figure something out before it's okay. And sometimes the answer is to let go mm. of the need for answers and lean into trust a little bit. Yeah. And so it's a good, it's a good song for that. It's a good anthem. I'm just really enjoying it and have it on repeat right now. That's really interesting. It just makes me think about there's these virtues that we talk about, love and peace and these mm-hmm. like happy words that get yeah. a lot of time in the limelight. I feel like trust is kind of maybe an underrated one mm, yeah. a little bit. Like, cause as you were talking about that, it just struck me. Yeah. Like trust is a really, really powerful thing. It is. Like when we have trust in another person mm. or we have trust in God or that our circumstances, like things are going to turn out. Okay. The peace and love and all of those things that like flow out of that right. trust. It's a, it's a really critical thing because the safety I feel like that comes from trusting relationships or Mm. trusting environments is really, really powerful. Like if you're in a trusting situation with other people and in a trusting environment, you can just relax. We've uh, talked on the podcast before about our dogs, like Isaac and I have (laughs) in the past and how they stress all the time. And like, 
it's this trust thing, right? When yeah. they're alone, they get all wound up and anxious and concerned and yep. get all stressed out. But then when their people are around that mm-hmm. they trust in, they literally like lie down and <sighs> do this big yeah. deep sigh and are like, okay, now I can just chill out for a minute mm-hmm. because I trust in you and I trust that I'm going to be okay. Like I feel safe. Because you're here. Yeah. And that's a really cool place to be. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about now every time I every hear that song. <laughs> What's interesting too, that it's like simultaneously the, the safest place you can be, but in order to get there, you have to take risks mm. and you have to sometimes do what feels unsafe. Do the trust unsafe. fall part of it. You have to yeah. do the fall part yeah. in order to get to the safety part, mm. which is I think why we often don't. Like right. we, we try to stay safe, but in doing so we end up being, being less safe when we try to avoid the yeah. risks altogether. That's true. Yeah. And I feel like in our culture right now, there's a lot of distrust, mm-hmm. distrust oh, true. in people online that mm-hmm. we follow, like influencers and like all of the scandals, the mm-hmm. different people that we mm-hmm. once look up to. And also you see in the deconstruction movement in faith right now, a lot of distrust That's in true. church mm-hmm. and in God. And so I wonder if pink is like tapping into this cultural mm-hmm. phenomenon of we're not trusting people. Mm. And in order to rebuild that trust, we do have to kind of take a leap of faith, kind of fall backwards without mm. looking yeah. and rebuild our trust in one another. And it's interesting. We can't do that unless we take the yeah, risk. She kind of hints there in the first verse of like, maybe this is a place that's like some imaginary place far away. Right. Sometimes it feels like that. Mm. And how could we ever find that again? Because mm-hmm. we've kind of strayed so far away from mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it starts with the little things like with personal relationships mm-hmm. and, and then hopefully it can bleed out into something larger. We interrupt this program to bring you a pause. So it's my turn for on pause this week, talking a little bit more deeply about something that we've covered on the show. I love Beth Moore. <laughs> Yeah. Beth Moore is a teacher. She's uh, done a bunch of Bible studies. She's a preacher. She was previously part of the Southern Baptist Church and had a whole fallout thing there mm-hmm. and has moved on. And I won't get into all of that. But the, the reason I love Beth Moore is because she feels like like a spiritual mom to me. Oh, um, yeah. She's kind of the age of like my parents and she's been through a whole lot. She uh, just seems to be like really wise. She also just has a lot of humility, which yeah. I feel like is rare among teachers sometimes, yeah, it is. especially Bible teachers. Sometimes it's, it's easy to feel like, you know, I've, put in the work. I've learned all these things and now I need to impart my wisdom to the Mm. masses. And I've, you know, on a very low level, like taught Sunday school classes or things before. And it's hard not to kind of fall into that yourself when you're teaching of like, well, I know something that you don't and I need to now impart my wisdom upon you. (laughs) But she just takes a very humble approach to teaching. And I appreciate that. So I read something from her this week that really got me thinking and has had me processing. And I love to run it by you guys and see what wise thoughts you guys have. She was talking about the idea of pain and flourishing. Mm. And so just a very short phrase that she used. We often think that flourishing means painlessness, Mm. but it doesn't. Flourishing is presence. And it just kind of got me thinking, I think that's true. I think I often equate the idea of like flourishing, doing really well in my life. Everything's going great based on how much pain I'm currently experiencing. Mm -hmm. Right. And this stems from this view of pain as 
a very bad, no good thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like hate pain, want to avoid it as much as possible, yeah. right? Which is a very natural human reaction, right? Trying to yeah. avoid things that hurt us. And to some extent, that's good. Like it's not necessarily that we should just purposefully expose ourselves to painful experiences, but also pain is like an ever present reality in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. It makes me think of the Princess Bride mm -hmm. quote that right, like <laughs> yeah, he's talking pain. to the princess and yeah, yes. life is pain, Highness, right? Anybody who says differently is selling, <laughs> selling something. something. Kind of oh, true. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think there's this balance between not necessarily saying like, all right, life is always going to be painful and everything's going to hurt and it's just going to suck and be terrible all the time and that's the way it is. Right. But also not kind of this like oh, everything's fine and try to like shove it away and pretend like the pain is not there. Right. Right. Or even maybe think that, well, if I just find the right key or the right product or the right mm. lifestyle or approach or book or whatever, mm. I can find a way to not experience pain mm -hmm. if I just figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Because then we start to think like, OK, if I'm experiencing pain, I'm doing something wrong. Right. right? Like I've messed something up or something's wrong in my life. I'm not flourishing. Ooh. Right. Because I'm experiencing pain. So is it truly possible to be flourishing and experience pain at the same time? You know, you learn at a relatively like young age, pain is actually in some ways a good thing for us. Pain is our body telling us something is wrong and you need to do something about it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's actually a really important communication tool mm -hmm. that our bodies have for us to do something different than we currently are, right? right? Hey, you're touching that hot stove. You need to stop, mm -hmm. right? Pain communicates that to us. And so it's not a pleasant sensation, but it is in some ways a good sensation mm. yeah. because it's leading us into something better. And so I think in some ways we want to always avoid that pain. And yet sometimes experiences of, of pain and hardship and suffering, that's what sanctifies us. That's part of what makes us better people. So I'm, I'm curious, like what your guys' initial impressions of this are. What are the parts of that that are like, I really don't like that part. <laughs> and maybe is there anything that you're thinking about or that you have thought about as a result of that, where you've been like, no, actually, this is helpful in some ways. Well, there's so many things. Yeah. The first thing was, I don't know who Beth Moore is. So okay. that's going to be someone I have I'm to sorry, look what? up. Hold up. I know. I know. That is hilarious. We'll have <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, okay. I have to enlighten myself, okay. I guess. Okay. Uh, so excited about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing was, you know, pain and flourishing. My gut reaction was, ew. Yeah. Like, no, right. that, yeah. that can't yep. be like together, you mm. know. And the second thing was like, okay, well, let's think about this. Like, can this like work? Right. And mm. flourishing. I was trying to think about that word yeah. as you were talking. You're like, what I think of flourishing, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. look at the beautiful flowers. Mm. That's fair. But yeah. flowers in order to flourish have to push out of the dirt. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be painful for the <laughs> little sibling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's hard to grow. You know, mm, you kids going through growth spurts, they're cranky and hungry. <laughs> like it's, sometimes experience physical pain. Even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to grow is sometimes really mm. hard going out mm. of your comfort zone. Sometimes, you know, doing the, the hard work. And then you were talking about we're made better people through our experiences, right? Through sometimes difficult experiences. And I immediately thought of the typical 
young kid who hasn't gone through anything hard. Oh. Mom and dad have spoiled them and they're, they're like, the most obnoxious people say- <laughs> that you will ever meet. They drive me nuts. They're unbearable. To they're be unbearable and you just want to smack them on the side of the head and be like, uh-huh. like you haven't had life yet. You don't know what's you coming. No That's really you have no fascinating. Idea. Though, yeah, because you haven't experienced pain. pain like, yes. just, yeah. Everything's handed to you. Or everything's easy. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily a good result. This mm-hmm. is actually something I experienced when I first started dating my now husband and my parents were very iffy about him because he had a very difficult childhood and upbringing. Mm. And I'm looking at my parents and I'm like, no, he's he's been through this stuff and it's mm. good. Like, yeah. this is terrible. Maybe he'll have lifelong issues. We'll see. We but all do to some extent. We all, we all do. do. Yeah. <laughs> but I would rather have this individual who's gained so much wisdom and personality mm. and experience. He's like ahead of the game mm. more so than some of his peers. Oh, yeah. That's what I was seeing in him and his character development, even though he had very difficult experiences. Yeah. And they were like, oh, he's going to need therapy. And I'm like, I need welcome, therapy. Welcome <laughs> to the club. <laughs> so yeah. I see that huh. as a valuable quality in a person when yeah. they tell me their life story and they tell me all of the hard stuff they've been through and they've come out the other side and you're like wow the fact that they're standing there telling you their story right is the the flourishing yeah mm. i think the, how do we define flourishing mm-hmm. is an important part of it's that conversation yeah. right because mm-hmm. i think we have this idea in our head of like flourishing is i have tons of money and yeah. i like, yeah. have a great job the or maybe i brat. don't even oh have to have a job and i can just relax and sit around and do nothing all day but is that really is that what that is? I am like flourishing right now. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like a million Instagram followers. But you talked about growth and Mm, growth mm -hmm. being an essential part of flourishing, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't get to that like final beautiful state in the flower without the growth part, Mm, right? Painful growing. And even then, I think for us, like we're always growing. There's always more growth Mm -hmm. to do. And so Mm. being stagnant and just kind of feeling like we've arrived somewhere Mm -hmm. and then just sitting in that state is not flourishing, right? Like, because we don't arrive. There's always more work Mm -hmm. to do. There's always more growth that needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And yeah, for that growth to continue to happen, yeah, there has to be some kind of influences on us in some way. Yeah. Yeah. To to cause that growth to happen. If if Mm -hmm. everything is just kind of stable and nothing Mm -hmm. happens, instead of this peaceful tranquility, stability idea that we have of that, it's, it's almost more of like, water that isn't moving that kind of just squalid you think about like a pond where like everything is still and yeah. that's when like algae grows yeah. and we, we want that very stable feeling where like everything's yeah. set and mm. done mm. but but we need growth mm. to yeah. maintain purpose in our lives and meaning whenever i think about this conversation i always come back to story because that's been the thing that has helped me grapple with my own painful things the most Seeing these realities played out in a movie or a book or a story, because when you look at someone else's story, you get to see it from beginning to end. Right. Mm. And when you're in the middle of your own story, it doesn't feel that way. You're like, this is horrible. (laughs) Right. And so one of the stories that I always come back to is Harry Potter. That kid went went through some stuff (laughs) (laughs) like he had a rough childhood and then a rough just in general like he School lost, lost his rough. parents <laughs> school was rough he had a terrible family who was like cruel to him and you're you know you're reading the story talk like, about needing therapy right yeah. like, this poor kid and then like a good storyteller like jk rowling the way that she weaves that together and all of it matters all of it is redeemed and beautifully woven into the the finale of the mm-hmm. story and you just go 
That was amazing. Like I did not see that coming. And I don't, I don't know. I know that when you're going through something, the last thing you want is for them to be like, everything happens for a reason. But this is something that I have wrestled with and stories have helped me wrestle with it and Mm. go all of the best stories involve a character grappling with pain. I think you're right, Kara. I think like story is really powerful because so often we do find ourselves in those Harry Potter book five. Yes. Kind book of five. moments where it's like I was struggled with book five with Harry oh, Potter man, because Harry was just like a wreck and he was just <laughs> angry at everyone and not happy. And he had a right to he be. Had, yeah. Right. But so often reason. like we're in that place of our lives and yeah. we don't get to see yeah. book seven. Like that feels a million miles away yeah. from where we are. And so I think when we can see the overall kind of arc of other people's stories and how mm-hmm. difficult things can be and are even necessary mm-hmm. kind of for redemption. But I think it goes beyond being necessary. Pain is not just something that we need to be resilient from, like withstand, mm-hmm. right? That's my first thought is, okay, if pain is inevitable, I need to figure out a way to just cope with it just get and get it. through it. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I'll be on the other side of it maybe and things will be better, mm-hmm. right? But we're not talking about just coping with pain. We're making the argument here that like, pain actually contributes to our flourishing. Mm -hmm. So it's not just something that we have to endure. It's something that actually is actively shaping Mm. for us. And you see that in in those stories, I think. And that becomes, I I think, like a really critical component for me and is really helpful for me when I'm in those like book five moments Mm -hmm. to try to remember that. Like not, you know, everything happens for a reason or like if we just hang on and pray a lot and keep a positive attitude. We can endure this pain. Right. It's not about just trying to get through it. It's about saying like this experience that I'm going through right now ultimately is going to be useful for me in terms of my own development, my relationships with people around Mm. me. It's not just a, Oh, if we endure this, we'll be okay. It's a, no, this is a forging experience that if we can, you know, come together and find a way through this more proactively than just enduring it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be productive. Yeah. And that doesn't make the pain go away. It doesn't make it right. easy or that you want to do it, mm-hmm. but it it gives you hope. Yeah. And like, that's what you need in those valley experiences is you need some hope and yeah. you can get that from those stories. Yes. There is an ending yes. at some point. There's an ultimate ending. There's mm-hmm. also steps along the way where this experience is going to actually be productive. It's going to be valuable and it's going to contribute to my flourishing. Fast forward. So this is fast forward Zoe edition. (laughs) And I don't have that exciting of a life to say like, (laughs) wow, I've got this and this lined up in my future. But, you know, it's the little things in life. I think that's far more relatable (laughs) than you might think. That's the point. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm looking forward to berry picking because that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not until living in Arkansas did I realize this was like a thing. And so I'm very excited because there's a couple different farms in the area and I've got a friend who maybe we're going to get together and go blackberry picking and when the season kind of kicks off in a couple weeks and so i'm looking forward to that i love to bake and you know fruits fruits and veggies are my thing so awesome you know really excited for that and then on the grand scale of like summer it's just been Super nice. Looking forward to more summertime. I think I'm thriving in this hot weather, which nice. I know is crazy because everyone's dying around me. And I'm like, yes, yeah. finally, the heat is here. Uh, like yesterday, the pool opened yeah. at my apartment complex. And so I just like sat, oh, that's read exciting. a book, that's a good dipped day. in the pool. And so I'm looking forward to more days like that where yeah. after work, come home, 
go in the pool a little bit, you know, just relaxing. So yeah, this is a season for me where I'm like, yes, we got that pool. Good. Now you got just need berries. to like merge those things together, right? Berries like, in pool? Well, not in oh, yeah. the pool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you go sit next to the pool <laughs> yeah. with some like blackberry pie yeah, or something. Yeah, that. And like yeah. that. You've done berry picking a few times, right? Like, a couple of times. Yeah. When my husband and I were dating, we picked blueberries. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then recently we did strawberries um, mm-hmm. this year. I would like to do blueberries again. Because yeah. like when you get berries from a field, especially oh, yeah. blueberries, like, they don't they even taste like the same fruit that you buy at the store. Man, I'm it's excited. Completely, it's a completely different, different experience. Yeah. It makes me think of like, okay, if I could go back to like the Garden, the Garden of Eden, of Eden. Or something, like what? Like that fruit must have been the bomb.com. That right. would have been <laughs> wild. I actually had this conversation with Dree like two or three weeks ago, and she looked at me like I was growing like horns out of my head. Like I was insane. Yeah. I was like, does fruit ever just like blow your mind? <laughs> like, like yeah. veggies are good too, but they kind of taste like they come out of the yeah. ground. Like, you know, they're kind of earthy. Like, you eat a potato, you're yeah. like, that definitely it came out of the ground. Like dirt. Yeah. Right? It tastes like dirt. But then you get like butter. a really good, like, strawberry or it's true. Like, orange or I don't, whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. What kind of voodoo magic is this? Like, yes. like, how is this sweet. so sugary and delicious? It's like <laughs> dessert that like that came out of the ground. Came like, out of the dirt. Fruit is voodoo magic. That's fruit the is, uh, yep. that's, you heard it here, folks. That's right. That's the lesson of the day. It's witchcraft or Enjoy. something. Enjoy. Oh no. Now now someone's gonna hear this and stop eating fruit, make their kids not have strawberries. It's God's gift. It's God's us. magical that's, fruit from yes. right. You know, <laughs> from Jesus. Holy magic. Holy Jesus fruit. <laughs> We should stop now. (laughs) See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind.